pro wrestling talk from the four corners of parts unknown. This is That Wrestling Podcast. Hey, welcome to That Wrestling Podcast. It's Brian in the host chair for tonight. Kevin is here. Joseph is here. Jason, not here. Will he pop up later? Stay tuned and find out. We've got a packed show. There's been a lot happening in the wrestling world this week, but we must start off as we do every week with the question everyone wants to know. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today? Today? Behind the curtain when Jason said he doesn't know if he's going to be on, he's like, why don't you guys do acapella versions of all of our theme songs? (laughs) Why don't you come on the show and do acapella, Jay? How about restart, that? restart the intro. <laughs> From parts oh, that's, that sounds almost as good as Paul Heyman's John Cena theme oh, there, Kevin. That was good. That was good. Uh, Joe, why don't you start off with what are you wearing? Well, since Jason is not with us tonight, I decided to honor Jason tonight, and I'm wearing the retro SoCal Pro Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. The Wrestling Bears. Great graphic. Love that. Love that. Kevin, what do you have for us tonight? I am wearing the eighth wonder of the world. For everyone watching on YouTube. Oh, that was a good reveal. solid uh red andre the giant shirt from pro wrestling tees paid the extra three bucks and got the super soft definitely worth it nice nicely done so i i teased this one last week but it did happen for real and i will display it this week i also received that wrestling podcast t-shirt for my birthday Check it off the list. I'm not the only member. I'm not the last member of the show to not have it. I mean, I, I am well, still the last, the last member to have You're it. Still yeah. the last member. <laughs> I'm no longer on the don't have it list. That's what I was trying hey, to get out. Hey, Brian, we're just going to ask you to stop talking for one second. And Joe, let's give him a, a round of applause for finally getting that T-shirt. Mwah. No, not, not too much of a round of applause. It took you long enough. Like a golf <laughs> clap. I had a birthday coming up, so I knew <laughs> I knew I could put it on the list, and somebody happy delivered. birthday. A little, little, were, little. See, uh, Brian wasn't sure this show was going to be any good, so he didn't want to buy the shirt until he knew it was okay. <laughs> That's more true than false. <laughs> I agree. False. Uh, awesome. All right, guys. So let's let's go back to last Friday. We'll start with SmackDown. So it was a unique show, and that they had matches in Cleveland. And at the hip hop festival, Rolling Loud in Miami. Joe, I'll start you off. What did you think of the experience of the matches at the the largest hip hop festival, Rolling Loud? It was strange, but I kind of dug it for the simple fact that that was a huge crowd watching Chad Gable and Montez Ford, <laughs> and then uh, the women's title match. It's like, you know, you're never going to see, like, a crowd, an open crowd, like, what was it, at Miami yes. Beach? Something. So it, was, it was, like, basically the um, old WCW uh, spring break shows times 100. Club so La Vila? I, at Le Club La Vila? Exactly. And we didn't have uh, Scott Hall doing a cannonball in the pool this time. So uh, I, I thought the lighting was off 
it seemed like a house show lighting, but it was a hip hop show, so they weren't really ready for it. But other than that, it was it was an experience. Yeah, I thought during the Bay or excuse me, the uh, Bianca Carmella match, like the sun was going down. And I was like, ooh, is that sky? Is that real? It, looked, it just looked kind of just like such a perfect orange glow um, during their match. But, I mean, the crowd, I'm sorry. They were they were not into it. Damn. I don't know if they've no, no, been no. better to put it on some sort of side stage yes. where maybe the, the few fans that were there could go and check it out. Um, I, I felt for them, man. I thought they – it was a cool setup. It looked great, but I got a feeling a lot of those fans, the hip hop fans that were there for the festival were like, are you kidding me? What is this? That's like ahead, when, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, at louder than life in Louisville NXT was there the second year. Yeah. So, uh, it worked out great. Cause I always drug my wife to the festival, Laura, uh, and she was pregnant with our son that year. Uh, and NXT was there both days. And it was like, everyone big right sasha was there bailey was there uh uh elias eva marie not that eva marie is that big but she was there and like everyone but they had it in under a tent and there's chairs around probably 300 chairs around the ring so it was a little bit more intimate but yeah. that crowd was dead that crowd, yeah that crowd they while watching the replay like you can tell they piped in some sound yeah mcafee and cole tried their hardest to make it exciting it's just the crowd was not into it and i'm no. thankfully like what the day before like the sound stage fell or something on i saw a little note on that yeah kind of odd but hey i give them credit for trying something new i think it probably would go over a little bit more in a rock fest setting versus yeah I, I applaud them for trying you know the cool yeah. new idea i hope they continue to do those sort of unique experiences um you know it, it is what it is um going back to you though kevin so in cleveland there's some developments where roman reigns was essentially declining john cena's challenge finn balor steps up what do you think are you interested in this match? like what's your interest level how do you think this sort of ends up I, I would like to see, of, of course, I want to see John versus Roman at, at SummerSlam. I would like to see maybe Finn go against him in the next couple of weeks. But I, I, I think Roman declining kind of makes it a little fun. Uh, but we're in the inevitable Cena versus Roman matchup. It's just this Finn, I hate to say, he's just like a little hurdle to get to that matchup because I hate saying, you know, Finn getting bypassed so, so quick in that look. But it's, it's Roman and Cena. It's just a play. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to agree with you on that. Joe, um, uh, maybe the highlight of all of wrestling and of a, a week that had so many highlights, uh, our dear friend, Baron Corbin. Imitating football to the groin. That's right. Hans Molman on the Simpsons. Uh, <laughs> take us, take us through that. And, and are you, are you feeling some sympathy for Corbin. Try, try as Kevin Owens might. I don't know if it's working. No, I'm, not, I'm not feeling sympathy Yeah, because Owens said it right away. It's like, you're a jerk for seven years. <laughs> no one's going to feel bad for you. Uh, it just, it just goes to show you that one thing, like I think Kevin Owens can make anything gold. And uh, uh, 
Snickers nut shot of the week is always going to be funny, no matter how old I get. Like, and, but the, what made it even more funny was the simple fact that Dolph and Rude robbed him when he was on the ground <laughs> and just like made fun of him for it. So do I feel any sympathy for him? No, but he's no longer a heel. I mean, he wasn't, a, I didn't think he was a heel during the Nakamura feud because Nakamura stole his crown. Yeah. Nakamura and boobs were the nice. heels of that feud. But everyone wanted to boot Corbin and cheer Nakamura. But I mean, when you look at it, Corbin was, that's when he did his face turn. Yeah. And he's still not 100% of face yet because he's still trying to pull off the whole, uh, my kids can't eat Wagyu beef and uh, we have to take Paul. Like he's still being a jerk and he wants to go fund me. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Like Shotzi's cannon going off and hitting him at his lowest point could not have made me happier. I, and then Dolphin Root come up. I mean, that that made my week. The, be- the best was on Twitter, the Botchamania guy. He basically put it out there. Yes, to the 200 people who have sent me the clips of Hans Mole Man. <laughs> yes, we know it's going to be in the next episode because I think the whole world saw that and made that connection of football to the groin. Uh, I'm with well, you too, Joe. Well, I, well, Roman's ahead of the table, but football to the groin, yeah. football to the groin. That's right. <laughs> so I, I am intrigued about Kevin Owens' involvement because you're right. He's a guy that there really isn't anything that can go wrong if he's in a feud. It's going to be at least tolerable. And I'm wondering if, you know, a couple months down the road, if we're going to look at, wow, Corbin and Owens, they're so great. Like kind of how Randy and, uh, and Riddle are. So to be determined on that. Um, so that takes us through SmackDown. Um, we're going to jump ahead to Monday, Monday Night Raw. Uh, I'll start us off. I don't think there was a lot good to it. It kind of lost me a little bit. You had Nikki Cross losing to Charlotte, but there's a rematch next week. There's a triple threat at SummerSlam with Rhea. It's, it's just, I wish there was a, something different. Um, obviously Nikki is different, but I, we got a rematch. We're going to have a triple threat. It's like, I don't know. I, I don't like that. Um, we've got carrying cross and Keith Lee in one of those matches that Joe, you put on Twitter of like, Oh, great. Well, somebody has to lose. And <laughs> it was Keith Lee. So now he's back and he's lost his first two matches. I, I did say the positive was it went longer than a minute 39. Thank you for that one, yeah. Kevin. And I'm it glad was, you got a minute 39. That's I know. Point. That was a tough one for all of us to get. <laughs> um, and it was an okay match. Don't get me wrong. But okay. I was just like, oh, something's not going to happen. Oh, the, crowd the-, was, the crowd was dead during exactly. dead. Dead, and they're dead. dead. They were dead, dead, dead. More than the uh, rap fest because... They already were proven to be nobodies the week before. When, when Cross walks out and every every guy's like this, even a heel, no booze mm. visually when you're walking down the ramp. Keith Lee got a little bit, but like he tries, panders to the crowd. Yeah. Right? It's it's he tries really hard to get him, get him to cheer. I don't know, man. Both both of them mm. are gonna struggle on the yeah. both. It's, yeah, that, both. That, it's tough. Both of them are it's I know like Jason's not here to defend himself. And he was like, you know, we'll wait and see how this goes. 
And after last week's show, and I was listening to it again, I can't believe I didn't bring this up. Jason's still waiting to see how it goes with retribution. So we can't, exa- <laughs> we can't exactly like, you know, he's, he's very focused on this is going to be okay. I think he, I think crosses DOA. Oh, by the way, Jeff Hardy has COVID. So <laughs> even oh, that's, that story can't even continue because now he's out. So it, it makes last week look even worse that they can't continue whatever story they were trying to go with it. Um, Joe, you've already said it week yeah. after week. We know that you're Mr. Negative on Raw. Kev, is there anything that I'm leaving out or anything positive that you took from the show? Uh, not really. Yeah. Goldberg came back. Said yeah, Goldberg. yeah. Goldberg came back last week, said four words, and you needed a week off uh, yeah. already. Uh, <laughs> I think the – you kind of mentioned Nikki Cross. Like, her coming out, you know, and starting the show I thought was was pretty cool. And then it kind of just went downhill when – I would like to talk. Charlotte, I'll focus on that too. Like, when she came in – and I was, I was eating everything up she was saying. I was just more happy for her, right? But then Charlotte came in and then Nikki just looked out of place a little bit with the star power of Charlotte. And then I felt bad because Nikki's trying so hard. And then Rhea comes in and Rhea just kept on saying, oh, I deserve it. I deserve it. Not really saying much else. And then you see two powerhouses and then Nikki lover, right? Just standing there smiling. You know, I, I, oh man, I hope something comes on like, because I, I do want to see her keep the title for a little bit. I don't want to see a flash in the pan for Nikki and then just go back because they're invested. They went all in on this character, right? And the little girls in the crowd were loving it, loving it. Like, I don't know if she has merch. I haven't really investigated that hard, but truly they should sell little capes. Like uh, the works for Nikki, if they plan on keeping the title on her. But like after that, not much, what like no, it's sharp this is my problem with charlotte it's not her ability in the ring it's her stupid character it is a simple fact that she came out and totally ran down nikki and her fans Remember, and the fan. and the fan so like the whole thing of like this is for the little girls out there to have a super wrong done charlotte just ruined it charlotte just basically she didn't run her down she just ran over her with the simple fact that she didn't take her serious thoughts. She was just like, bye-bye, bye-bye, little girl. And then they have their pathetic match. It was a pathetic match. This And she got zero offense in. Charlotte basically did a glorified squash. And then Nikki gets on the mic. And all the goodwill that she had towards me is pretty much gone right now with her promo of, I'm almost a superhero and I almost beat you. You're the champion. You should not be happy that you almost beat your opponent. You should, you're the champion. You were the one representing this, but nope, it's got to be the same thing. Charlotte is Hogan 93. It is not about the best for the division. It's not even about the best for the company. It is all about her and that is my problem with charlotte flair and it's going to get worse before it gets better you'll find no disagreement from me about charlotte um to to your point about nikki i think there's got to be a balance between being the plucky underdog 
And like you said, now she's the champion. So have more confidence. And so I think they're trying to navigate it. I mean, this gimmick started probably five, six weeks ago. And I was shocked she won Money in the Bank. I'm, I'm even more shocked that she won the championship. I really thought as soon as she got that, like she's going to be mid card for life and it's going to be a fun gimmick like the hurricane hurricane helms right and so uh yeah i think we'll see how it plays out as far as i think this week was a, a bit of a notch down for hopefully the future of the character um but yeah yeah rough rough night on raw i would have to say so moving on to wednesday hopefully something a little more positive that we can take samoa joe is back He's back being an active member of the roster. What did I say? Wednesday? I said Wednesday, didn't I? I'm so yeah. for I'm so force a habit, man. I'm so force a habit. It's still it's on only, the WWE network, been, right? It's only been like four months. I know. <laughs> Who's your favorite Adams family character? <laughs> oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. What was the, what was the nice Kaboom Box uh, slam of the week? Yeah, the karate fighters. <laughs> let's bring it back all right uh edit all that out don't really edit that out um yeah no tuesday tuesday no samoa joe's back that's how excited i was i don't even know what day it happened um so the night after SummerSlam is gonna be the next takeover takeover 36 joe i'll start with you your excitement level to see that joe's cleared to wrestle and do you think he's the one to stop cross uh, excitement level, uh, one out of 10, I'd probably say. <laughs> the robot vacuum? No, no, no. That's the, <laughs> no, it no, out. That, that was the fridge in the background making ice. Okay. Back to, uh, Samoa Joe being clear, coming back Angry after fridge. what he's, after what he's gone through in the past year, basically getting let go. One out of 10, I'd give it an eight. I'm yeah. happy that he's back. Uh, Brian being correct about his wish list of wanting Samoa Joe in the main event. I'll give you a 10 on that one. You got Thank a thumbs you, sir. up. He's in the main event. I'll take it. Now, when, is he the one to beat Cross? Yes, because they're going to bring Cross up to Raw so he can be on main event facing Ricochet in three weeks. Damn. <laughs> Damn you. That's terrible. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying it's terrible. Um, Kevin, another great part. <laughs> at least in my opinion Cameron Grimes the hilarity continues on the golf course and maybe I like it 10% more than I really would like it because Monday I had my work golf outing but I'm sorry you, st- you start off with Cameron with his back turn doing this and go, I'm washing your balls LA night LA I'm, night. I'm sorry how long I gotta do this um, watching for 30 minutes ju- judging by your cackles kevin you love these as much as i did love them talk, talk about five thousand dollars you hit that ball in that tree <laughs> we'll give you i bet you ten thousand dollars and then he hits it on the tree you owe me ten thousand dollars and then when he when la night hit it in the water he was like Go get it for me. And he's like, okay. (laughs) Cowboy boots. He's in the water. And then Ted DiBiase comes up and it's like a father son speech kind of going on. And it's, oh, I just laugh. It, it, uh, like they don't, it's great. 
they they will you know get in that ring again against each other but as good as it was with the cameron ted dibiase you know uh videos yeah. these are different right but they are just as good just as funny in both of them like honestly both of them working together like la knight is shining as well from the comedic factor because he's just coming off as such you know an asshole right. but it, it, it they work so well together i i want them to keep going for 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 a long time at yeah. least at least for a couple more months through the end of the year that would be at least <laughs> for me laughing. I, I love Grimes' character because he's he is being like the hilarious antagonist, but yet he's dedicated to doing this butler yeah. job. Like, I'll go in the water, sure. You know, like he he's not resisting, at least directly. It's always like indirectly with you know talking when LA Knight's doing his swing, or of course when uh, he ended up taking the shot and hit him in the nuts and then hit him <laughs> in the head on the back swing. Like it's it, he's unintended intentionally messing with LA night. Cause in his heart, he's like, I'm being a Butler and I'm helping. Cause he, he said, I'm just a stand up guy. I think he is what he said to DiBiase. I love it. I'm, I'm glad you guys thought the same way. This is, this is what, this is what street profits, uh, Viking Raiders should have been last right. year with their challenges because those guys did work together, but those are really silly. This is silly in a good way. Yeah, yeah. like everyone really is, is totally committed to it, and I am I am loving the uh, extended cinematic universe of Cameron Grimes yeah. and LA Knight. <laughs> I'm just afraid it's going to come to a head at uh, Takeover, and I don't want it to. I'm, I'm on Kevin's boat. I want this to last yeah. till at least Survivor Series. Keep at it least, going. That'd be good. Keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they keep going on with some great creative bits. It's been nothing but gold so far. Um, the, the big finale of the show was uh, Dakota Kai turning on Raquel Gonzalez um, setup. I, I enjoyed the in-ring setup of her saying to Raquel that as long as I have your back, no one can touch you. No one can challenge you. And as soon as Raquel's back was turned, wham, um, Joe, what do you think? What do you think about the timing of this split? They've had a pretty good run together. Um, uh, thoughts on I, kind of where this goes? I, 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 I love it. I yeah. even like, even the promo, uh, I was watching it and my wife was on the couch too. And she was like, she noticed that she went, Dakota's going to turn on her. Yeah. Like even she's like, even I know that. And I don't know anything about wrestling. I'm like, yes, but it's like, she's building towards it. She's saying, no one in the back as long as i have your back and i'm like yep this is where it's happening and then the kick um i don't think she has a chance of winning yeah but it's it's the next step i mean that's the next step for both characters and bravo for nxc for pulling it off yeah there there have been some little subtle teases that i saw um when raquel beat mercedes martinez they had probably online they had a clip of Raquel approaching Mercedes kind of being attended by the trainer and Raquel uh, went to her and said like, Hey, respect. And there was Dakota in the background kind of giving a look like respect, like what's with you. Um, there was another scene. I don't remember who Raquel put down, but um, Dakota was holding the NXT women's championship and Rick and like was not willingly giving it to Raquel. Like she kind of had to like grab it and be like, I'm going to take this from you. Um, so 
if you haven't found those, look those up. Um, so this has been kind of planted for a little while now. Um, so yeah, I think, I think the timing was good. I agree. I don't see Raquel losing, but you know, maybe there'll be something funny that, uh, that, you know, shenanigans pop up to, to make a surprise. Um, speaking of your wife, Joe, too, I understand she's got a new NXT favorite faction that is affecting your household. Tell us about that. Oh, it's affecting my household. I am all bruised up every time hit, every time hit road comes out now. It's like they came out and you just hear hit row. And then all of a sudden I hear my wife going, hit Joe, hit Joe. And then she gets up and just starts going, hit Joe, hit Joe. So yeah, it's hit been all, Joe. no, no, it's, and then, but you have to finish it up with hit Joe. Right, hit right. Joe. Little jazz. So yeah. yeah, she's enjoying it way too much. Like all, all week, ever since she thought she was so clever which i gotta give her props that was clever yeah but then she got up and started hitting me and every time hit row comes out i'm like no oh i'm my gonna gosh. get beat up by five foot one of fury do you need us to come protect you yes from your Just five foot five foot one one five foot one and a half 90 pounds yeah, probably. Okay. You're like the no. Raquel Gonzalez and she's the Dakota Kai. Right. Exactly. In real no, life. She, she's the AJ Styles and I'm the almost. Right. <laughs> True. No, Joe, no, Joe uh, suddenly thought, is. Thought, I'm scared. I'm scared every time Hit Row comes out now because I'm just, I know I'm going to get hit, but I got to give her props. It's really cool that uh, she's really, uh, she watches NXT with yeah. me i mean she watches ish but she's on her phone whatever she just knows that i'm a wrestling fan so she approves of that but then started humming that and going hit joe hit and then started and then got up and hit me that was yeah. uh i gotta give her props for that in other news joe has suddenly dropped the sci-fi channel for this week from his <laughs> cable package and usa network moving forward on tuesday nights so that's uh maybe good for your health and your wellness that's a, that's a clap for knowing what night NXT is. <laughs> Thank you. Point for me there. We're uh, we're one out of two. So now let, let's move to the official Wednesday night wrestling show for real, AEW. So uh, this was Fight yeah. for the Fallen, another big show. They had a really big crowd. Um, opening match was really good. Some nice stipulations with Hangman and the Dark Order having their title shots on the line. But what I want to talk about is the Space Jam tie-in. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted on this, and I want to get your thoughts. I'll start with you, Joe, just because I know specifically you're like the big movie guy. Did the crossover work for you? What did you think of it? Okay, this is a tale of two movies. Because I'm going with the, uh, like, Day of the De- Land of the Dead or whatever, the Netflix movie with the zombies. Uh, okay, yeah. That yep. crossover didn't work. This one with a live crowd and playing jock jams. Are you ready for this? Dude? <laughs> right, uh, right. And they okay. had the tearaway pants. Yeah. I was okay with it because they didn't go too overboard. They didn't go too silly. They didn't have any cartoons with them. You, but, but you didn't. You didn't think the the basketball lineup introductions and the hoop oh, no, no, inside no, was too no, silly? It was, really? It was, no, <laughs> That's it, pretty silly to me. No, but what made it was. The jock champs. Yeah, that was that was a great I, touch. I, yeah. I, I gotta say, like that yeah. that worked for me. Kevin, what do you think? I, I, <laughs> the only yep, stuck in my head now. Thank you. It was kind You're of welcome. weird a little bit just because it came after the dark order and hangman coming in, like with the strobe light or the uh the 
what the main lights shining like each thing going to the center of the dark order and then it goes right to the center between all of them and hangman walks out and they're all wearing like purple bandanas mm-hmm. and that it was just it was very very cool like it was really cool then the the other one you know with the elite it was a little silly of course the one thing i did like is when they were like your starting point guard six blah 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 from north carolina like that was pretty cool uh, the only competitor from north carolina yes yes, yes. it was ugh, a little a little weird i guess i think yeah like while watching i'm just like but what the fuck is this right <laughs> but like the match itself though the yes. match itself was awesome yeah. it was a great way to kick that kick it off and I, I was fully expecting, we'll get right into the match. I was really expecting Hangman to win that. I didn't expect yeah. him to lose. What I did not expect him to lose because now he's going to fall down in the rankings, but then he'll climb his way back up. And then, because he will be the one to dethrone Omega. I truly think that. It works because now that he lost, he'll drop down in the rankings. I think Jungle Boy goes to two. Christian Cage will go to three. Hangman will probably be in the top five, but maybe four or five. But then he has to work his way up again for that championship match. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. The match itself I thought was really good. And it didn't make him look extremely weak. The belts at the end, you know. uh, So, overall, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I love how you broke it down like Alabama lost in week three. And they're going to go down in the rankings. (laughs) And then it's like, you know, they're going to play Middle Tennessee State. And they're going to make it way back up for the championship at the end of the year. It's true. It's true. I, I'm surprised because it really seemed like, okay, we've been building this long enough. We can do this at all out and, and make it happen. And maybe this derails that. Um, I'll be interested to find out how it uh, uh, plays out over these next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. The next thing I want to discuss is the big live show announcement. Friday, August 20th, the United Center in Chicago. It's a rampage. It's, a, it's the second rampage with the first one being the week prior in Pittsburgh. Um, but they're calling it the first dance, a playoff on the uh, Chicago Bulls, the last dance from the ESPN documentary. So they announce it. The crowd immediately starts chanting CM Punk, which they show on camera. They make a point to go right into the face of everybody in the front row who's chanting CM Punk. And they go to a backstage interview too with Darby Allen and Sting, and he drops a line about that show, saying that that'll be how it goes, even if you think you're the best in the world. Guys, he's coming, right? Gotta be. Has to be. Gotta be. Has to be. If he if he doesn't, I mean, I think there will be riots. <laughs> it's like this. This they're basically saying it without actually saying it um right we're all in agreement i I don't know remember wcw when they were teasing before 98 like 94 they were teasing the ultimate warrior coming and rampage made his debut and the show is called rampage rampage yeah could it be i don't think so i (laughs) i still think it's cm punk um could it be dn dunk so the funny thing is earlier this week, uh, yeah. Living Color, right? I Oh, I saw this. Followed, yeah. followed AEW. So now you want to talk about reaches. 
<laughs> I, I'm just throwing that out there. I know, but what if they like wrestling? Like, I, I saw that too, and I was like, wow, that's how deep we're going into. Well, they did. Out of they these did comments. Exactly. Evan, is that a straw in your hand that you're grasping at? Is that what's going on? <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> no, but I saw it too, Kev. I saw it too. Yeah. So I, I will say this if, because uh, actually I'll be with Jay that evening, I believe, in Vegas on Friday night. So, okay. Yep. So, we will probably either be happy and excited or be very uh, under underwhelmed and disappointed. It has to be. Well, I'll speak. I'll, I'll speak. Big venue. United yeah. Center. They're teasing CM Punk to sell those massive tickets. That's not the all. Uh, uh, where did we go a couple years back? Yeah. The Wintrust Arena. Yeah. Wintrust. Yeah. Very <clears throat> small, right? Smaller. Yeah. 12,000 people. Maybe United not Center even. Like I don't know. 20,000. That's yeah, I, I'll speak for Jay. I know he's disappointed because he wants the surprises. He's very anti-spoilers now. So I hope, you know, I hope he enjoys it on at least some level. Um, but I think or I think the reason why they're doing this now with this date is because he's going to come out. Maybe he cuts a promo or has some sort of in interaction. And then I think his debut AEW match will be at All Out also in Chicago. And so what a way to get more pay-per-view buys by having a confirmed CM Punk match for the first time in seven years. Um, that's where I see that going. And if, if he doesn't show, whoa, boy, there is going to be a hell to pay. Oh, if, if, if he doesn't show, we riot. Like those. Yeah. That's boy. That's going to be a hell of a wrestling three days. Cause you'll have that rampage. SummerSlam the next night and NXT TakeOver the next night. So woo, can't wait for that late August weekend. Don't forget there. that GCW event. <laughs> yeah, which you might guys might be in attendance for that. We'll, we'll get to some GCW talk in just a minute. Um, but I guess there's some threads with that, though, because the labors of Jericho continued and uh, Nick Effin Gage versus Chris Jericho, no rules, was your main event. Um, my big question when we discussed this last week was what level are they going to do? Is it going to be kind of toned down for TNT? Are they going to go full all out? And I think they ended up getting there. I think it was a little slow to start. Um, but boy, I'm sorry. When you do the pizza cutter to the head, I've never watched that. I always have to turn my head. It's just such a like gruesome spot. And then... Uh, I thought when they came back, cause I'm sorry, I don't do the picture in picture. I've never, I, I mute the TV and I look up occasionally. I'm sorry. So, but when they came back, you know, we've ripped on the AEW production side, but that overhead shot of Jericho doing the hurricanrana off the top to gauge going through the glass from overhead kudos that was fantastic. What a great shot. And I thought the rest of the match uh, did deliver as best um, as that you could hope for on an actual, you know, cable network. Uh, Joe, why don't you talk about your Jericho Nick Gage thoughts? Uh, well, going back to the uh, Hurricane Runner off the uh, rope yeah. for Jericho, that was a good shot because I was like, I hope he closed his eyes because that glass shattered and went right towards his face. So, like, even one little charge was like that would have been done for. Yeah. What did I think of the match? I thought the match was garbage. Okay. I didn't like it from beginning to end. And at one point, uh, 
I was watching and my wife goes, Jericho's too old to be doing this. And my response was, anyone over the age of 20 is too old to be doing matches like this. (laughs) It's not wrestling to me. And I never thought I'd see Nick Gage on TV. And I don't think we're going to again. I, that was not a match. That was just, let's see how many things we can break over each other. And that was it. And I wasn't into it. Sorry. Kevin, you were a little more into it than I, Joe, for sure. I did, I did. I thought, I thought it was a match for the first five minutes before they started bringing out, like you know, the weapons and everything. Outside of the uh, first, them looking at each other and Gage, you know, whips the pizza cutter and tears a little <laughs> bit of <laughs> Jericho's arm, like a little yeah. centimeter uh, little thing, and of course Jericho's go like that to make it bleed more. Uh, I th- it was very sloppy, but I didn't expect much from Gage. Like truly, like when he had him up, and I think he gave him a falcon or falcon arrow, uh, and, and a couple other moves. Thing that kind of I don't like to see nowadays, um, after the pane of glass, you know, uh, the pile driver from Gage to Jericho. No, I don't like to see pile drivers right. much anymore, it just gives me the, the shakes based on the you know, Owen Stone Cold. I just don't want to see anyone get hurt, but. I did not see the live match of the uh, uh, GCW from this past weekend, which I know we'll get to in just a little bit. But outside of the pizza cutting, I was very, very surprised that they actually, like pizza cutting in the arm, surprised they actually did the pizza cutting on the face, showed it, surprised they let uh, uh, the the metal pieces on the fluorescent tube stab. Uh, yeah, very that's always surprised. brutal. When they broke the uh, fluorescent tube, you saw Gage, you know, finger it a little bit. So it's like the sharp edge and then jabbing the sharp edge. I was surprised it actually went that far, not creative camera angles to show it. I'm surprised it was just full-fledged face in. It was, uh, uh, I was very surprised uh, for what it was, for what it was, right? I, I fully enjoyed it. Did we think Jericho is going to win? Absolutely. Did, were we were we happy that because uh, about what from six weeks ago when that uh, dark side came on I had no idea who who Nick Gage was right so seeing him from dark side uh, looking like uh, a meth head Shawn Michaels to them watching a little bit of the GCW stuff <laughs> leading up with Matt Cardona now being on AEW like from two months ago I had no idea who the dude was. I enjoyed it for what it was. I know, uh, uh, Joe, you might not have liked it. Uh, it was kind of a little bit light because I do get a little cringy on the uh, the death match stuff. And he does. It th- wasn't that bad. Oh, it no, wasn't it wasn't bad. That That's bad. right. Well, well, well. What side is he on? Look who shows <laughs> up right on cue. We didn't plan this. We are covering Gage versus Jericho. But first, oh. what we do every yeah. show. Acapella, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today? So funny. Uh, from the homies at Homage, the brand new British Bulldog shirt. Beautiful. Can't go wrong. Can't Yukon go Jack. wrong. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I'm here. I wanted, I was told this was that missionary position podcast, um, but but when I'm not here, that's what it's called. But now that I'm here, if we're it's like that doggy style reverse cowgirl, you know, all those uh, cool sex position uh, podcasts. No, I thought that Gage and Jericho sucked oh. because 
you can't water down Nick Gage. And when he said, I'm Nick Gage or MDK all day, it's all fucking day. Like it's, it, it, and I know you can't do that on TV. You could have beeped it out. I mean, it could have been, it could have been done. Uh, for the match itself, you know, it, it's not needed. Eric Bischoff talks a lot about the buffet that WCW was uh, when Nitro was on. You know, you had your cruiserweights, you had the NWO and this, that, and the other. And, and I feel like Tony Khan and AEW is trying to go there. But this type of shit, not needed. And I, I don't know, did you guys talk about the, the story that came out from Domino's? Yeah, yeah, pizza cutter. Coming up next. No, as, as you can see, two members of our show are uh, fully invested with their backgrounds of a pizza cutter and Domino's the Noid. Um, yeah, so I didn't catch this, but Twitter was all over this that when they went to the break and had the pizza cutter thing, that the very first commercial was Domino's. And <sighs> apparently, Domino's is not happy. Whether that huh. was planned or not, I don't know if we'll ever find out. But basically, Domino's is threatening to pull their advertising. Um, Jay, you're not a big fan of their pizza, but I'm sure TNT is a big fan of their money. So, well, I I enjoyed the fact that they brought the Noid back. Yeah, shout uh, out I'm to the Noid. A fan of the Noid, not avoiding him. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny how many people don't know who the Noid is. It's crazy to me. People I, I talk to in my office. NES game. Those kids. I thought I thought there was a Yo game. Noid. Back. Yeah, yo, Noid. Yeah, so um, as far as, like I said, the match was trash because you can't water down Nick Cage. Uh, that basketball nonsense at the beginning, I know it was a corporate integration, but blah, no thanks. If anything, I mean, I might be a little taking it too serious because I've been told I take pro wrestling a little too serious at times. Since the elite were the bad guys, why weren't they, why weren't they dressed as the Monstars? The goon squad, yeah. Yeah, I mean, fair point. It, it, yeah, it's you know if, uh, and then you know Nick Nick missed the dunk. Come on, yeah. bro. <laughs> there there was there was more positivity around that synergy uh, than you had, but uh, the one thing I think we did agree on though was what did make it work. Okay, was the playing of jock jams y'all ready for this like otherwise i probably would have trashed it like crazy but uh, hearing that fucking lame-o music from every basketball game from 92 <laughs> i was like okay i could i can get into this a little bit what about those yeah. nut huggers jay oh the nut huggers, oh, the huggers. The, the stockton shorts yeah john stockton was tweeting like crazy he was trending worldwide i i, I think i even in the group text i think i even said something about the the nut huggers yeah. i actually think my my quote was what the fuck is this? Okay. I, 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 like four <laughs> times. Yeah. <laughs> you were adamant. Well, so, guys, I was, few, I was a few minutes late to AEW. So, when the first minute happens and I get those four texts from Jason all saying that, and then I see the intro, I'm like, oh, this is what he was talking about. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, guys, Hooventud Guerrera next week. Raise, raise your hand if you're excited for Hooventud. Oh, listen, I mean, I don't, can he wrestle? I'm curious to find out. I haven't he seen him well, on TV in like 15 years. It's not about being on TV. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I was in Hollywood and they ran an independent show right on Hollywood Boulevard outside the uh, Chinese theater. And, and Hooventude was one of the talents. Can still go. Okay. But 
I feel like he, Juventude, should have been the Dos competitor. Then Nick Gage could have been third. Or, hell, here's a great idea. How many guys are in the inner circle other than MJF? Five. Run through them. Maybe yeah. that should be how this goes. Instead of bringing in these outsiders that people don't know, <clears throat> and the people that they do know they're bringing in are watered down versions of who they really are. I like the unpredictability aspect of it. I mean, I love the callback to MJF and that promo clip. Like, oh God, how did I, I don't remember them even doing that. So that's cool. But I mean, it's an, in my head, I was like, dude, you haven't wrestled in, in 15 years on TV. Like why would I, if I'm Jericho, why am I scared of you? Right? Like, it's not and, like you've been tearing Wade, it up everywhere. And uh, Wade messed know. up saying he hasn't been on TNT in 15 years. Nitro was on 20 years ago. Get Fair, your facts yeah. right. Yeah, that's true. Will Very he wear true. a mask? Uh, Probably ooh. not. That's Probably a good question. Not. I don't I, think yeah. he wears. I, I, he I did both. I looked Jericho at earned the mask. Say what? Back in the day, he, he took yeah. the maybe, mask. Maybe Jericho wears the mask. Ooh, could see that. You did the pain I, maker this week. I, we'll see. I looked at his Twitter, and he he goes without the mask and he showed like a, a past wrestling things recently and he's not wearing it but for nostalgia factor i hope he comes out with the mask on that'd be All pretty right. cool we'll he find out cooler masks we'll find out on wednesday but uh we've gone out of order a little bit because we wanted to save the best for last saturday night game what? changer wrestling homecoming night one Matt Cardona wins the GCW title. But before we get into that specifically, I wanted to share my thoughts on the event. Thank you to Jason, the pod general, for the peer pressure to get it. And I did get it. Um, so I wanted to share some of my thoughts on it. So overall, pretty fun. Pretty fun. The crowd and the atmosphere, if you haven't seen something like this or just maybe seen a little clip on YouTube, it definitely has shades of classic ECW. There's no barricades for the wrestlers for their ring entrance. So that makes for <laughs> some great visuals of just people just in their face. You know, if you're a heel, they're going to flick you off the whole time. Um, they sing the song lyrics. Uh, there, there's no front row barricade. All of a sudden, one match, when one match was like getting good, the people who were sitting in the front row just walked up to the ring apron. And just like, well, now we're here. It was like, okay, now, now we're into it. Um, you know what was great, too? There's so many talented wrestlers. So many. Um, Marco Stunt opened the show. And you don't really see him do much on AEW. He's so small, right? But he faced a guy named Starboy who was just a touch bigger than him. And uh, they had a really good match. It was a banger. And Marco's entrance theme song, Pat Benatar's We Belong. <laughs> <laughs> and uh that's another nod to ecw did they have the the copyright rights to play that of course not uh, but they did allegedly uh, allegedly oh, right we don't I, know i can't imagine for sure i haven't checked their books um the next match wrestler named tony deppin comes out to we built this city on rock <laughs> roll. i loved it i was like well he's not one of my favorite wrestlers um 
And then another wrestler, got the name of Ninja Mac, which is a great name. He looks That's like the, the first time I'd ever seen or heard him, and that okay. dude was insane. Like picture like Black Power Ranger outfit, right, guys? You can't see who he is, and like the picture the star of the the style of like a Reggie or a Ricochet. He was doing all sorts of crazy like oh, six eighty flips, parkour, and, parkour, yeah, parkour. It was crazy. Then you had uh, the one like legend on the card, Two Cold Scorpio, versus the. <laughs> the name the name the grim reefer grim reefer and they literally stopped in the middle of their match and started to smoke a joint i swear to god they did some high spots they did literally Uh. and figuratively hadn't seen that before um great commentary too kevin gill i think he said was his name jason really good really good i did not expect that kind of quality on a, a show like that um the first death match of the night Two guys, Drew Parker, Alex Cologne. Drew literally threw darts in Alex. <laughs> the darts were hanging in his yes. back. It was like, what is this? And what's funny is Kevin Gill, who's really great on commentary, kept saying, I don't know how to sell that. Yeah, and, yeah, and, I, yeah. and I tweeted, and I was like, hey, bro, you should probably just went with bullseye. And he was yeah, like, you're probably, yeah. he wrote me back. He's like, you're probably right. Probably right. Good. That was good. So they, they have an intermission. The three matches after that just didn't do too much for me. I think at that point I was like, all right, let's get to the main event. Then we get to the main event. And before I share my thoughts, Jason has a story to share about his experience <laughs> with the main event. And I have no details. I don't think the guys have any details. Nope. I want to know what happened. So uh, leading up to this, you know, we're all married. And sometimes we have to do things we don't want to do, including going to wives, friends, birthday parties. You know, she's super cool and I didn't mind going. And, you know, leading up to this, it's like, hey, it's so-and-so's birthday party on Saturday night. And I said, well, what time? And, 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 I, and I, my wife's like, well, it starts at seven. And I said, all right, because there's this wrestling event that I've been harping about that I have to watch because if I don't, it's going to fuck everything up on the podcast and we can't afford that to happen. (laughs) So, uh, you know, the pay-per-view started at five on the West side time. So I figured by eight o'clock we can roll. And I said, we'll leave at eight, get to the party at eight 30. We don't have to be the first ones there, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, um, pay-per-views going and Brian, you did a really good job on the side. The, the tag title match is a big deal. It was, uh, it was G Raver and uh, his, his partner, Jimmy Lloyd, who they were rivals. But, you know, it was very WWF-like where that's – how can these guys work who together exists? to be a team? <laughs> right, right. And then ended up winning the tag titles. Well, spoiler, they broke up because G Raver just turned on Jimmy Lloyd. But anyway, so as we get to intermission and then they do the death match, and it's like, what do you say, Brian? Probably about 740 when uh, Effie, yeah. the Effie and the Alley Cat stuff happened. So that was, yeah, that was like an impromptu match that we were like, okay, this next is going to be Gage and Cardona. And then this impromptu thing came. So I'm like, all right. Well, that kept going on until 805. My wife was pissed. So I had to leave. I could not watch the main event live and I'm texting with Brian. I'm like, dude, I got to go. So I had, I hadn't bought a GCW event in a while on fight. And I wasn't sure 
if it was on demand, like, I don't know, it, you know, some things, if you buy it, you can watch it later. And I'm like, man, I hope this is on demand. So the story is I watched the entire event for the main event. And then I had to leave for three hours, stayed off my phone. Surprisingly, you know, I'm like, Brian, don't send any spoilers. I'll, I'll, I'll kill you. You know, that type of shit. And uh, so I got home probably around midnight from the party and uh, I watched the main event. And a lot of you listening to this might wonder where I've been this entire show. Well, watching Mark Cardona win the GC title made me so sick. I've been, <laughs> I've been hospitalized for four days and I just got out today and I, you know, that's why I, I you know, made a rage with Brian to run the show, but seeing Mark Cardona do what he did. And it was another one that was much like the Jericho match. There was no tempo. There was no pace because Mark Cardona never did this. He never did one of these matches. Now, yeah, he did a lot of shit that I was surprised that he did. And while I didn't want it to happen, it was probably in the best interest of everybody for Mark Cardona to win. So uh, the match itself, I wish he would have gone through the detolf with the action figures that were in it. Brian, I don't know if you saw that. He, he like bumped up against it and the figures fell out, but nothing really, yeah. nothing really happened. But uh, what did you think? I, we haven't really talked yeah. for this purpose. So, you know, I didn't know I was going to be in the hospital because of Mark Cardona winning the GCW title. But what did you think of it? The, you know, I want to hear it. It absolutely delivered for me. And it, the biggest part of it was just the atmosphere. The crowd hated Matt Cardona. You keep messing that up. That's okay. No, Matt no, because he's the biggest fucking mark. You know himself. what? If you're not going to give him his respect after what you saw on Saturday night, I can't help you, my friend. Matt Cardona. The Matt moment Cardona. he walked out, he needed security to yeah, get what a bitch through move. the what crowd. Did you want to see a match or not? He wouldn't have made look, it because there would have been 200 look. people attacking fan- him. Nobody attacked him it with the security. No, it wouldn't have. Exactly. I, yeah, looked, with the security. You're right. No, no, no. Even if there was no security, they would not have Come attacked on. him. Look, Come on. Look, the, the fans have a bad rap, but they're here for the show. Dude had a legit pizza cutter in the crowd. You don't think he's bringing his own little Caesars to the show? He's not going to He gonna was going to slice him up. No, he would not. No, no, no. Look, wow. this is like how okay. people say WWE thinks their fans are stupid. This is you stereotyping the GCW fans saying they're violent. They're they're uncool. Uh, they, they don't the know how to handle themselves. universe. Get it right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck okay. off. Well, um, it, all right. So in, in any anyway. event, it played to the character. Okay. Uh, of here's this outsider coming into yeah. this GCW world, and he shouldn't be here. This is so out of place. It starts off. He gets in the ring, and the ring announcer was announcing him. <laughs> Matt grabs the mic and just goes, you're a mark. <laughs> and, it back to him. and the announcer, I love him. He, he did like the most Emo. depressing. Yeah. Yeah. He did the most depressing introduction. He was like from Long Island, New York, <laughs> Matt mark Cardona. Cardona. You know, it was just like, it was like, that's great. Yeah. You don't want him here. Um, but yeah, the question I had was, is he going to deliver? Is he going to take these spots? And he did. He went through glass. He took the light tubes to the head with the going to the eyes. And and he played it so well. He was like crying at one point. He tried. No, no finger quotes. He was fucking crying. 
Yeah, sure, sure. He was crying. He was running, tried to run away, you know, at one point. Um, but after some interference on Nick Gage, he hits the Rough Rider. He wins the place riots. We've all seen it. It's going to go down as just like we remember NWO with Hogan getting the bottles. It was insane. Uh, and to think that this was the guy who was woo, 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 take care, spike your hair. It's a testament to who he is as a performer. I can say, I've, I, you know, since Matt Cardona has been released, I've, you know, kind of just not been all that hot on him. I can say. Neither is anybody else. Right, right. <laughs> but until now, I can officially say Zack Ryder is fucking dead and long live the GCW champion, Mark Matt Cardona. Cardona. Check out my tribute video to the to Well, Starship. that was the other thing that made me yeah. sick was Brian's like jerk off video to, to, to Mark Cardona winning. <laughs> I mean, oh, no. So good. Was it because of the black bars? Yeah, it was the black oh, bars. The fucking, That's true. Fucking That's black true. Bars. The fucking black if I, bars. If that made you have a hospital stay, then I, then I will edit those out this time. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, <sighs> look, man. Yes. I even went like ten, five minutes ago. Yeah, he did great. He did what he was supposed to do. Yeah. I, I mean, and it makes the most sense. Now it's going to be interesting to see what happens next. You know, he's been in Disneyland with the fucking belt all week. Like I said, he's just a mark for him. He's calling people Mark all the time. He's the biggest fucking Mark there is. <laughs> Everywhere he goes, he's wearing his own merch and his own gear. He's a bit. He, mark Cardona is correct. And one last thing on this came to the ring arms taped all the way up to the elbow what a pussy that's heel heat, pussy. brother that's heel what heat. a bitch move well this is gonna go perfect for our our five count man our five count <laughs> is uh well before i say the name of what it is let's play the little clippity do <laughs> are you guys gonna sing it because is that what is that what you're doing this week with me not here <laughs> no we just saved it for you i think that, that wrestling, wrestling podcast, podcast presents, presents the five count. Yes. That's right. Nothing's going to stop us now from having our five count. <laughs> so our five count, that's fun about wrestling when the lines are blurred. That is something a work. Is it a shoot? And so Jason and I kind of coined this term whenever back in the day that whenever those lines are blurred, we call it either a schwerk or a woot. So pending. Yes. T-shirts may be coming. <laughs> so our, our five count is our five favorite schwerk woot moments. Kevin, why don't you start us off with your five? Oh, definitely. Uh, starting off at number five. Uh, it's probably the oldest on my list. Uh, I knew about Andy Kaufman before Man on the Moon with, oh, with uh, yeah. Jim Carrey, but the whole interaction with, you know, Andy wrestling the women and then the huge uh, back and forth with Jerry the King Lawler. And I remember growing up there, I, I'm going to try to find that. It was like an hour documentary. And it was- I'm it was, from Hollywood. Yeah, it was, it was so good. So when I was thinking about like the top five, I'm just like thinking- and of course I overthink and overthink. And then I always make like a top 10 and I'm like, okay, this one is, you know, wrestling related, of course, 
but it kind of blurred the lines of uh, uh, Hollywood as well. Number four involves one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Edge, the whole Matt Hardy, Edge, Lita storyline, everything about it, right? Because I was like, you know, Lita was dating Matt and then, oh, I'm going to cheat on Matt and, and hook up with Adam Copeland. And it was just seeing just the interactions where I'm just like, okay, are they really going to like hate each other? Like it kind of really blurred those lines. Uh, now I look back at it. I'm like, Ooh, that's kind of cringy uh, that Vince probably made them do that. Uh, number three, <laughs> uh, this might show up in a lot of people's lists. Uh, just Scott Hall's debut in uh, on the, on the nitro. It was just, it was so well done. So cool. Like up to that point, you know, we, we I, I can probably speak for all of us. We were all watching Nitro, but it was kind of just one of those things where it was like, it was good, right? And kind of like uh, how Raw is kind of level and not, you know, going up in awesomeness. Nitro was good, way better than Raws are now, but it didn't hit that point until Scott showed up and it was just, it was very cool. Uh, number two, CM Punk Pipe Bomb. Brian, you're showing it on on the back of your your screen for everyone watching on YouTube. It was just, it was so cool. I still, you know, with the anniversary of it, I love it. It's it's that anniversary when when it comes on, you watch it just like you watch Stone Cold's uh, King of the Ring, you know, his uh, Austin 316, uh, just the pipe bomb. It kind of blurred those lines. And number one, I still go back and forth if it's a work or a shoot. The mantra job. Oh no. Oh, always, always. I believe me. I, 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 I mentioned edge is one of my favorite of all time. You know, I, I am a, a, a fanboy of, of Brett, the Hitman heart. I it will always go down as being in one of Brett's biggest fans, but it, it, it was definitely, you know, it was definitely a work. He, he was part of it, but it's still when watching it, uh, it still made you think like, you know, Brett screwed Brett, you know, Vince went on not so long after. And it was just, just one of those ones that still, I go back and forth. I'm like, Hmm, was he really part of it? Was he not? But he definitely, he definitely was. I, I, I won't oh. drink that Kool-Aid to think he was not Brian. You gave me rights to go number one. I like that. So we're going to bypass you and go to Joe number two. <laughs> nice. Fair that enough. Was a, that was a shoot. No, just, yeah. <laughs> that was a woot or a schwerk. <laughs> go ahead, Joseph. What do you got for All us? All right. Uh, my number five, uh, Miz on Talking Smack to Daniel Bryan. Oh, good call. Ooh, that good that call. was that yeah. made the Miz. Yeah. And it's like you didn't Make know if that was – what could happen because Daniel Bryan was retired at the time. So we didn't know what was going to happen out of it. It's like, was Miz just that pissed off? And eventually they brought it back when Daniel Bryan got cleared, but that right there was like, Oh wow. That blurred the lines. That's a good number. That's a great number four happened at UFC 131. Undertaker (laughs) in the crowd after Brock loses to Cain Velasquez and He's like, it's personal. It's personal. And like Brock That's gave him great. that look and Michelle McCool being next to him, giving the wife death stare to Brock going like, you know what you did. It's like, that was, I'm not even a UFC fan, but I thought that one was, and it took what, four years for them to finally get something uh, taken care of. Cause that was Maybe in 2010. More, yeah. 
Okay. And then uh, uh, WrestleMania 30 was 2014. So four years later, that was a slow burn. Number three, this is because I was a stupid kid. Uh, WrestleMania 2, Roddy Piper and Mr. T's boxing match. (laughs) I had had to go back to my childhood and be like, I don't think they really like each other, which we know they didn't, but they still work together. But it it was boxing, so I thought it was real. Right. My number two... Because I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought it was just going to be a one and done. Was Lawrence Taylor, Bam Bam Bigelow at the Royal Rumble that turned oh. into the match. The shoving match where he was just like, hey, you know, I'm just a fan. And then Bam Bam just shoves him. And Lawrence Taylor's uh, entourage had to hold him back. I'm like, okay. Because this was like, WWF did not really do, they, they weren't in a position at that point to do the big celebrity match. They were really falling down with the new generation. The last like big celebrity was Mr. T. So not unless you counted uh, tiny Zeus Lester as a <laughs> big celebrity. I like him. You I mean, he's forever Debo, but I don't think that was a big enough one. So I think LT Bam Bam was a good sign of like, is this real? Is he going to be part of it? I don't know. And my number one, I gotta, Kevin, I gotta disagree with you. How dare you put it so low? Number one is the ultimate swoop or swerk or whatever you guys call it. Andy Kaufman, Jerry the King Lawler is the only one that was that blurred the line. Just go on YouTube and look up their Letterman appearance. Yeah, because everything on YouTube is true. Jerry Lawler. No, the, the Lawler, the Letterman, the Letterman interview in 1982. I mean, the King is not doing his shit. He just looks like he can't stand this guy and gives him the best slap. And then Coffin comes out and we don't find out they were working together until 1999 when Man on the Moon came out is when they finally let it out with like all these books and everything to promote the movie saying, yeah, Lawler was in on it. Those two were actually really good friends, but they definitely did not. There was that Andy Kaufman was the first ultimate heel. He was the inspiration for Hollywood Hulk Hogan. I don't care what anyone says. And he owned it. And I don't think anyone's going to care that you said that because that doesn't even make sense. Damn. Well, how does that make sense? He was the I'm from Hollywood gimmick. He was saying he was better than everyone. Everyone else was Hicks. Hogan was doing the same thing in WCW. He stole his gimmick from Andy Kaufman. You have two sources on that? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I have three sources. Me, myself, and I. Yeah, they all suck. They all suck. Great list, Joe. Um, Hey, uh, Jessica, hit Joe, I love your choice of uh talking smack, and and when good. both you guys have named Andy Kaufman, those are fantastic choices <clears throat> for my five count. Number five, the Nexus invades Raw. It was June 5th, 2010, and the eight members of NXT season one debuted together and attacked John Cena. Uh, and what took it really, though, was the after stuff where they beat up the announcers. They tore up the ring, like literally brought the the ring mat out and you saw the wood um, and they took Justin Roberts and were choking him. Daniel Bryan got fired. <laughs> and I swear, I think Kevin called me 
to go, Brian, what's going on? Like, what just happened? <laughs> so that's good enough for me to make the top five for the Nexus debut. Uh, my number four, Kevin, um, same with you, Matt Hardy and Edge and Lita, uh, everything that you guys said. Um, but what I think just the little nuances of Edge gets attacked by Hardy backstage, but the camera was kind of shaky. And it was like, you kind of saw him, but you kind of didn't and didn't know. And then Hardy comes out later, he grabs a microphone and he goes, uh, make sure you watch me on Ring of Honor. You know, like that stuff that wasn't done. So that was my number four for that one. There was uh, one no thing about that, just to, just to piggyback off of that. Mm -hmm. There's a part where Edge says to Hardy, and it's off mic, but you could hear it a little bit. He goes, uh, uh. Go back to the Indies, asshole. The Indies. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great. He also, Hardy called Lita a whore, which is like, oh, God, what are we doing? Like I said, a little cringy, right? A little cringy. All right. My number three, uh, Joey Styles promo, Quitting Raw. This was May 2006. Uh, this is when everybody would take a turn being general manager. The Spirit Squad were the general managers. And they said that <laughs> if um, Kenny wins the title, that Joey was going to be forced to wear a cheerleader's outfit. So Joey walks off. He comes back a bit later because Jerry Lawler says, come on back. Um, I want to I see you show some spirit. And Jerry uh, ends up... Um, pushing Styles to the ground after Styles like said, why would I come back to work with a hack like you? He pushes Joey. Joey goes up the ramp and cuts this scathing promo talking about how he called pay-per-views on ECW all by himself. Hadn't been done before. Oh, now he's not good enough to call backlash. I can't call backlash <laughs> is what he'd always say. He goes, I'm sick of sports entertainment. I'm sick of male cheerleaders. I'm sick of boogers. I'm sick of bathroom humor and semen. And I'm sick of the chairman who talks about his own semen. And he mocks God. He mocks God. And he goes, I'm sick of this. I don't want this job. And he quit. Now, he was on the reboot of ECW probably three weeks later. But it was a fun moment that he said, what is going on? Uh, my number two, sticking with the ECW kind of thread, Paul E. with his promo on Vince McMahon at the SmackDown before Survivor Series of the Invasion of 2001. You guys know this one. Heyman mm -hmm. lets out all his frustrations on Vince, saying things like, your father shook the hand of every promoter in this country and swore to them that he would not compete against them and that his son would not compete against them. And then your father died. And what did you do? You competed. You drove everybody out of business, didn't you, Vince? And he talks about running this competition of the ground. And he goes, whose ideas did you steal the most? You stole mine. He goes, you stole my legacy, my family, my money. You got nothing. So good. So, so good. And that's, you know, tribute to Paul Heyman all the way. And Paul also takes my number one spot. And now with the caveat, of course, yes, Scott Hall, that was great. The pipe bomb, they're just like so good. They're like in their own stratosphere. I just didn't want to put them on the list. My number one, Paul Heyman at ECW One Night Stand. I love this. I love this. He comes out. He's basking in the glory of the fans for the reboot of this one night only pay-per-view. He's crying. That's a shoot. That's an absolute shoot. He's crying about the response of that he's getting from the fans. And of course, you guys know the WWE guys were in the balcony. So he first, first he rips on Bischoff saying like, if you didn't notice, 
we're not at a WCW show right now. You're in my house, bitch. All right, so that's great. He rips on JBL with such a great line saying, the only reason you've been champion is because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays. Now, now, friends, SmackDown was like on Thursday or Friday. It was taped on Tuesday, if you didn't know. So that was a shoot line that you went, oh, I know what you're talking about here. And then finally, this was in the midst of the whole Edge, Matt Hardy, Lita stuff. And Edge is up there and he goes, Edge, I've got two words for you. Matt freaking Hardy. And everybody lost their mind and said, we want Matt. And everybody went nuts. So That's great. True. Three words, technically. I know it was. It was absolutely three words. But he goes, I've got, I've got words for <laughs> That's what Edge was doing. Matt he was like, it's three. It's three. Yeah, yeah, Edge went, that's three. That's three. Um, so that's my number one. There's your five that's, count, friends. That's cool. I, oh, well, Jay, yeah, Jay, any, any I, I, uh, recap I, 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 thoughts? There, yeah, there's a few that, you know, the, the Hardy Edge Lita w- was very cool. Because, I mean, that was real shit that, they figured they could make some money off of. And, you know, credit to Hardy and Edge for, you know, being professional enough to not hurt each other for real when they very easily could. Uh, The CM Punk pipe bomb, Scott Hall, the one you guys didn't, and I feel like we were just talking about this in the group text, AJ Lee's pipe bomb on the Divas division. Yeah, good call. Where she went off on everybody there. Uh, And then uh, two that you did not say, and these are – older and obviously I'm, I'm a few years older than you guys but uh jimmy snooker getting hit with the uh pineapple oh on Bar- coconut. roddy piper coconut. coconut i always say pineapple i, I don't know why and <laughs> the on Piper's fit. and then one that is for me it's one of my earliest memories terry funk when he debuted in wwf for the first time his debut he came out and you know he had all the cowboy regalia he gave it to the ringside attendant and I don't know what they're, I don't remember what the ringside attendant did, but Terry Funk beat the shit out of it. Like, mm. And as a kid, I'm like, oh my God, like, what is going on? And yeah, so like I said, I know those last two are, I'm a, I'm a little older than you guys, but yeah, I think you guys hit on all the, the good ones. Um, and if there are any others that gotcha, um, let us know on social media at that WrestlePod or uh, Gmail, that WrestlePod at gmail.com. <laughs> Who made your five count? Let us know on social media using the hashtag TWP5Count. All right, that's about going to do it for this week's show. What a jam-packed week of wrestling. We had a little AEW, we had some NXT, we had GCW, all kinds of great (laughs) stuff. Thank you guys all so much. Kevin, Joe, a late appearance by the pod general, Jason. Glad that you're recovering from your Matt Cardona-related illness. Mark Cardona. Thank you. Uh, don't forget, of course, to check out our merchandise, the That Wrestling Pod shirt and the Bruise Neck shirt at that, uh, oh, excuse me, at whatamaneuver.net. And of course, our socials at That Wrestle Pod. We will talk to you next week. Enjoy wrestling, everybody. Thanks for listening. Follow That Wrestle Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. One, two, three, that's it. <laughs>